0: This is Danny from Baltimore, Maryland, representing one of the six Wolves fans in Baltimore. You're listening to DU Football Show. He was doing his bit yesterday. What was that? He, on Instagram, whenever they win, he then goes out on a big, giant, drunken stupor and puts it all on Twitter the whole time. So good reason to drink. But then, of course, I mean, who doesn't beat Spurs these days? (laughs) No shit. Well, let's start the show.
1: In the land of Bowie, Maryland. bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking gooner Graham. Smoke a lord. Looks straight in short. Sam Graham, Sam Graham.
0: United! 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 Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show. A completely biased recap of the English Premier League as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, my co host, Full Pwn. Recovered from his time as a T Rex. <laughs> my co host, Mr. Samuel Graham. How are we doing, buddy? Uh, not doing too bad, actually. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm doing lovely. Uh, producer Mel is away on assignment, yes, so she I is. am handling the ones and twos tonight as well. Double duty, as it were. There you go. You know, doing what I do. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Typically, you can watch us streaming live, but you can't tonight because we're recording on a different night. And I can't do five fucking Uh, things at uh, once. The only
2: video we know how to pull up is Pornhub. Uh,
0: Well, uh, I've also been told by producer Mel when I tried, uh, when I asked about doing the whole, hey, let me do the, I want to help. I want to learn. She's like... No. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, you watching you just try video. to fade
2: that out and do the intro
0: yeah. kind of looked like when you used to try to rub your belly and pat your head. You I, were struggling. I managed perfectly fine, <laughs> thank you very much. Sam, myself, Pope, in the wine. Oh, you know what? It would be good if I did the call to action there yeah, too. Let's do that it. first. Yeah, yeah, no yeah that's help. typically you know? how it goes. Yeah. See. Perfectly I, I, did you? Perfect opportunity there, <laughs> and I fucked it up. The I old curse to, of the commentator. Should you win, chat with us. There is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It is at do football show
2: and all the social medias and do football show at gmail.com. Sam, it's... and that's how you do it perfectly, my friend. <laughs>
0: well, it's a lot easier to do when you only got one fucking thing to do. <laughs> you know, that's how it works. <laughs> Sam myself both work in the wine and spirit industry. Both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So, as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show, in every single show. Mr. Graham, what are we drinking tonight? Uh, tonight we are drinking Douglas Lang's Rock Oyster. Uh,
2: it is a blended malt Scotch whiskey, which means it is a blend of various single malts. Um, so whiskey that's made at different distilleries, but Mm -hmm. are all single malts, much like monkey shoulder, uh, for instance, but all of these are made along the coastline. Uh, extraordinary character with maritime island qualities uh, has a ton of brine to it mm-hmm. um i think there's a little bit of peat in there one of those uh blends might have some peat to it i mm. do get a, a touch of smokiness but overall it's that sea air really and seaweedy kind of air and quality affecting uh the, these barrels in this whiskey and it's fucking delicious and perfect on a cold night
0: you're not allowed to say but if you know anything about scottish whiskey it's not hard to deduct there's some talisker in there there's some oban yeah. in there there's some scapa in there probably some, some shavas high, there's some high list there's some highland park in there as well like and and all of those have exactly some of those flavors you're talking about or uh, well that's te- <laughs> technically a blend my friend i know yeah, no. I'm just, i just like making fun of people that don't say shabbat i've you know our uh, our brethren in the latin community Bucanin <laughs> for Buchanan's, That is that is that is number one. Have you uh, a, just complete offshoot weird topic? Buchanan's, Have you had the pineapple yet?
2: Oh, I've tasted it. Yeah,
0: it actually doesn't
1: suck. That's
2: pretty fucking good. <laughs> it's
1: like really fucking good. So you
2: good. know you know what I want. One of my many ideas floating around my head for July third is to walk around with that in a bottle of pineapple juice. <laughs> And I'm gonna wear a wife beater this year. You
0: will be living your typical,
2: or I'll just I'll just show up on Cinco de Mayo and pretend like that's my day. You're just
0: <laughs> living your best white trash JK, life, or as JK. we call it, any day of the week yeah. for you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, with this one, let's get back to it properly. You are looking at 46.8 percent by volume, and I told you that way because I couldn't do the math fast enough in my head. That looks like it is 93.6 proof.
0: There we go. Here we go. Math is fun. Math, mathin'. See? Yeah, you talk about me and my problems. I like when the math math. Once you suddenly had to math, your brain went, (laughs) der. It's like I stepped over the dart line.
2: (laughs) Don't know what it is. You know what the best part about it is, is you don't know how
0: to edit this. Everybody's going to know you fucked up. Oh, no. Well, that's, (laughs) I'm going to, I do know how to edit. I'm leaving it in because it deserves to be in because people like when the hosts fuck up. Yeah. You One see, of you them. see you don't see, hosts. You see you see, Graham, it makes us m- become more, more relatable. More human. To, <laughs> yeah. So we don't so we don't look like podcast boy with the vest and the pointing. I brought a vest
2: just in case. <laughs> because you didn't pre plan your oil delivery. It's yeah. a little chilly in here.
0: Ah, you know, it'd be all right. We'll be all right. It's a, we'll it
2: was actually too cold for the vest. I had to wear the full jacket. The full jacket hurt. Very good. What else do we need to do, Mr. Always Graham? remember to drink your rock oyster responsibly
0: very good sir very good all right (laughs) so most of the times we open with like kind of an interesting storyline or a big rivalry i find this to be very interesting to be honest (laughs) yeah i'm sure you do but today we just simply open with three really kick-ass matches yeah wolverhampton 2 tottenham 1 everton 3 crystal palace 2 West Ham three, Nottingham Forest two. What a fucking finish to that game at the moment you knew. Absolutely, uh, it was a hell of a start by Tottenham mm-hmm. actually, but you could tell that they
2: don't trust this makeshift backline because they immediately retreated within themselves it seemed. Uh, they did not put their, you know, when, whenever you start like that, especially if you're the side that's supposed to win away from home and you've got a couple injuries, fucking ride that momentum and put the game away. Yeah, make it, get it over so and done with. You, what was it against Newcastle? Four one or something
0: at Mm -hmm. by the twelfth minute. (laughs) Right, right. Do that. Yeah, fucking demolish. Do that. Yeah, destroy
2: eighteen. Exactly. Make it so the backline doesn't matter. Emerson Royale doesn't have to do anything. Uh, Pierre Emil Hoiberg doesn't have to do anything. Eric Dyer doesn't have to chase Cunha around like he's chasing shadows. But they didn't do that. They fell back and kind of retreated within themselves and tried to hit on the break. And Wolves eventually, and that took a while, but they grew into the game, you know, all of eight minutes where they had a, a raft of chances, just weren't ruthless enough to finish them. Uh, but finally in stoppage time, that damn broke. And, and that's what we saw. I mean, Wolves, like I said, it only took them what, eight, nine minutes to really start to turn the screw. And Tottenham really didn't have an answer.
0: Uh, that's exactly what I have written here is Davies, Dyer, and Lo Celso on the pitch. Why aren't we surprised that they gave away the game at the death? Yeah. Like, they just kind of crumbled. And this is it's the reason why those two guys are, you know, particularly though Dyer and Davies as, as center backs are the backups now. Mm-hmm. They can't get it done. Right and you're not and Davies to have, by trade was an outside back, right and you're not supposed to have both on the pitch at the same time. You're supposed to have one on the pitch because well, only one guy's hurt. Not the, one guy's hurt and one guy likes getting reds every other fucking week.
2: Correct. Well, the, the, the one bit of sympathy I will say, and I said it last week and I'll say it again is this fucking VAR took too long and I think that contributed to Vanderven's injury. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know I think that's a direct result of the referees not being able to get their stuff taken care of uh, in a, a, a nice amount of time and his excuse me, his body cooled down. Um, but uh, anyway you have to play with what you got
0: right precisely
2: (laughs) it didn't seem like past that first goal Tottenham had much of a plan
0: yeah they seemed perfectly content to see it out to a 1-0 just figuring that Wolves wouldn't score for
2: for 94 minutes Uh. and I don't
0: but it wasn't like wolves after that after they got that lead going it wasn't like wolves didn't have chances wolves were knocking that's on them. the door a ton
2: that's and, what i'm saying you have to push yeah. them back you have yeah. to stay stay on them step on their throat
0: uh, and most, they just didn't them just mm, didn't do it i stand corrected i i really thought they would be hurting without nieto the uh the new signing now uh, belgrade played fucking, it was fucking incredible. Awesome. Was awesome incredible he was awesome absolutely but i mean that that
2: wasn't even the the thing the 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 touch that may be so far the goal of the season, honestly. Oh yeah, um, that's uh, up. from Zarabia, mm-hmm. uh, mate. That was nasty. Took it with his right foot, cushioned it, and for all the kids listening at home, just watch the way he watches the ball into his foot in stride, and his eyes never leave the ball again, and just right into the near post fucking
0: phenomenal the fucking
2: rocket but as, as that ball was coming kind of over his shoulder you never saw his eyes leave the ball he completely he just knew exactly where he was he knew where the goal was he knew where the goalkeeper was and was able to just keep his focus squarely on the ball
0: and every single piece of that was technically perfect Mm-hmm. Absolute absolutely fucking brilliant and then and then the uh the second goal with i always mix them up Lerma and lamina there's Lamina. There's Lamina. Lamina is with them. Lerma is with um, Bournemouth. Bournemouth, yes. Yeah. That's the that's the ones I was trying to because I knew there's two of them. Yeah. I just always mix up the two names. Yeah, Lamina, Lamina's goal was decent as well. Gets fouled. They do a quick kick, and it's like that's something Spurs normally do to other teams. So you would think Spurs would be ready for it, and they weren't. And he just ran right down the center. Well, there's, the, pro- outside, there's the problem. there's the Is they might have been, but Dyer and
2: uh, – uh ben davies are fucking slow they might have been ready for it just might not have been able to do anything about it right precisely is <laughs> the, the issue yeah and that's part of the problem is is Ven is very pacey mm-hmm. and now they've completely lost that but they they are
0: still trying to play occasionally at least this very high line right that's dumb that's uh. just dumb we, we talked about this last week when we were talking about the bottom of the table and we were saying what teams could possibly be drugged into it and and a few of the names that came up were Wolves, yep. Everton, and Fulham and um, and we're going to talk about Everton here in a second but uh, for, for Wolves, suddenly now comfortable comfortable in the middle of the table
2: I mean, for now yeah. and you would, honestly, you would I, I'm trying to find their actual point total real quick because I think they might actually be safe at this point on 15 (laughs) because if you look what 12 games in that's essentially a third of the season Mm -hmm. right so wolves would need to win one more game because luton on six points right Mm -hmm. a third of the way through two more sets of six that's 18 points their goal difference would be shit more than likely yeah a lot worse than wolves minus eight right now they'd be relegated still right yeah then you look at sheffield united on five points Two more sets of five after six games is only 15. Mm-hmm. And Burnley is on four. That'd be 12. Keep one more than Darby County that day. Or that yeah. year. Yeah. That year, rather. Still
0: Darby County would be the worst.
2: Still, they would be the worst. But everybody would still be safe, it's, you know, from Palace. I mean, I'm sure you all will, you know, we'll come on to you, you guys. But you're on 14. Y'all would be safe you'd find a way to pick up six more points by the end of the season. God, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just – I don't see where yeah. it's going to come from. And what I was worried about with Luton, which is why I wanted to put them in this segment, mm-hmm. where we're we're going to talk about Bournemouth uh, very shortly, and we're going to talk about um, uh, uh, Forrest uh, as well. But all we said about Luton was you have to match Bournemouth and you have to match Burnley's results, mm-hmm. and you put yourself in a very good spot. Yeah. Manchester United were quite poor and Luton couldn't do it and Burnley couldn't do it Mm -hmm. and now with this Bournemouth win with this Wolves win they're starting to create that distance Mm
1: -hmm. and you
2: guys are still stuck spinning your fucking wheels yeah and um and I think that's gonna that's gonna dent their confidence. It's gonna be a huge
0: blow to both of those clubs moving forward, and a, a massive uplift and a platform for a team like Wolves. Agreed. Um, Spurs now have to deal with some real adversity. They are oh, yeah. missing a lot of fucking players. Yes, they
2: are. Madison's out uh, for the foreseeable future as well with the ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the international break comes at a good time for them because they two weeks of rehab. Uh, for these players and and rest and rehabilitation just means games that aren't being played currently
0: uh richarlison also now having surgery on his pelvis and um what happened? I don't know. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. I know you're a
2: Richarlison fuckboy. What <laughs> all happened? I, all
0: I know is that it was just a pelvic, <laughs> pelvis injury, and it's like, yeah, that writes itself man. The did, jokes writes itself. Did
2: he actually stop through that seedy part of London we drove through?
0: Yeah, he m- might have. Might very he, he well got, have. broke the old pee there. And then, and then, of course, you've got, you've got uh, the Van hamstring, hamstring, which is at least well. six weeks. Right. And then
2: he's got to still get up to fitness. And then you've got the violent conduct. Mm-hmm. And then you probably have, what?
0: What do you reckon? Five games maybe before he gets another red? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Moving on, Vitali Mesolinko fucking does it again. Two on the fucking bump for him. Dwight
2: McNeil must be <clears throat> punching himself in the face. He used to be the left back under Sean Dyche.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Those are my goals, damn it. Is he now the leading scorer for Everton this season? Uh, or no? No, that oh, no. would be DeCorey with the second goal. Uh, I thought it'd be Ashley Young with, uh, with, <laughs> with the all own the own goals. goals. Yeah, <laughs> I heard. But news- what, a, what a start! <laughs> Six minutes, left back header, Eze dancing, doing a little two step, mm-hmm. getting a penalty.
0: Fucking hell. <gasps> it was amazing start to the game. Um, Newsflash, everybody Eze is a really good fucking player. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and is really important to Eze- fucking Palace. And I
2: think you all dodged a fucking bullet.
0: Oh yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree on that second one. If it was called it would have been soft and I would agree with that, but mm-hmm. we said it last
2: week with the kick out on Romero and all mm-hmm. that, you know, that kind of stuff. You're putting yourself in a position for the referee to make a decision. Yep. And the way, no matter how hard you touch him, when they stop that replay and they pause it Mm-hmm. Where the contact is, it always looks worse than it actually is, yeah. and that usually sways the referee's decision. I,
0: I think on that second one, what they got away with is it just wasn't clear and obvious. Is yeah, that the play on the field had already been called, and it wasn't completely obvious. They like you could look like there might have been some contact from Branthwaite, might have been maybe, it, but you know, I don't, I don't deny that there could have been. Absolutely, but, but again. an instance where they looked at it and said, can this clearly turn over the play? No, it can't. Keep it going. Right. But that's okay because we gifted him a goal later in the second half.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, there's the thing, right? The longest 1-2 ever, saving the blushes of Tarkovsky. Yeah. Because what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Do you think Edward just kind of... Is anyone on your back line French? No. So even if he said something to him, his accent would have said... He ain't one of ours, right?
0: Exactly. He <laughs> just didn't jump. No, he ducked. Yeah, he had brain freeze.
1: I don't it know if
2: like, Pickford said I, he was coming and then didn't show up, or if Edward. What I'm saying is, if Edward went leave it, mm-hmm. but it would come out like eh, leave it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Which exactly. No one on your backline sounds like. So what are you doing? <laughs> oh, and he my. just ducked out of the way. Now Edward, good for him. Mm-hmm. Followed the play, stuck with it. How many times you see so? Ah, oh, he's gonna get there, and they give up. Right. Um. And he was there to put it away, but. Some some sort of miscommunication where Tarkovsky thought somebody else was going to be there mm-hmm. and had a better
0: angle to it, and he let it go past him. And that happened um, just after Everton had gone up 2-1. to one. Right. Decore's Fucking tapping. Vitaly Meselenko again, f- ripping it from outside the 18 yeah. off the inside of the post, and uh, Decore putting it away, becoming now Everton's leading goal scorer. <laughs> For the season, yeah. yeah. On what, three? Um, I will say... It, <laughs> This was a very entertaining match, but make no mistake, this was not a very good match. No. There was a fuck ton of mistakes in this game from both sides and Absolutely. and also a lot of a lot of over fucking, you know, embellishing fouls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not so much diving as it was just some more everybody was going down soft <laughs> like i mean come on we know it's jordan i use mo to like grab some part of his body every time he hits the ground yet he's the one who tackles people harder than anybody on the pitch kind of guy you know uh,
2: sometimes yeah i mean part of that's just him being a forward though too where his yeah. tackles are
0: shit <laughs> just completely mistimed and um but another big one old is back for palace as well and you could just see Oh Elisa, yeah, yeah. Elise, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, you could see their attack just you could see what they're capable of when they have those two players on the bench. Absolutely, hundred percent like, they completely changed. Yeah. And and they and here's the thing is that they were going for the kill, but then they forgot to watch to out to defend and and which is something you can't normally say about Palace and Everton just countered them right away and, and
2: but also who thinks that I mean that's uh, could be one of the passes of the season from Decore Oh yeah I mean, oh yeah and I'm a little annoyed for you and for him he didn't even get the assist for it on the Premier League app
0: Oh really who would they give it to Nobody Oh it was like really Idrissa Gay did it himself Oh I guess cuz it I don't know. it off of a— But uh, it was tight.
2: Yeah. It was a good pass. Yeah. I mean, that's he thread the needle there, and Gay with a great touch, and then the wherewithal to cut it back to the near post as he's cutting across. And
0: that's that's the guy nobody wants shooting the ball, because he's very he's much— He's terrible. He's a defensive oh, midfielder. Yeah. When Big people time. talk about a defensive midfielder, like— I like, like the Cobra celebration he, he, though. He, he, a, <laughs> fucking great Brilliant. and and uh done and dusted and again i i kind of posed the same question it's like you know this is one of those teams we talk about who's someone who get drugged back into the relegation battle you go on the road against somebody that's right around you in the table and you fucking beat them like that's that's massive yeah. that's massive that's for for wolves did that to everton at the start of the season Absolutely. like these are the these are the kind of games you really want to definitely win and a, that's a big fucking win for Everton
2: it's absolutely huge for Everton um, especially because we anticipate them to not be terribly creative we we anticipate them not to score a ton of goals it's huge to get these three points that you don't necessarily expect mm-hmm. but conversely for Palace I would say that they're having as a back immediately contributing uh you know for the i I think it was a little bit of a cameo last week and then this week for the full 90 and then elise coming back getting the cameo this week and then hopefully next week he'll be or uh uh, next time out rather be starting again um i think they're going to be fine we we've oftentimes have you know any team that has a a particular talisman we've always linked it to zaha and there was nobody more important to their team, point value per contribution than Wilfred Zaha. And that doesn't seem to have really changed. It's just now split between Eze and Elise. But if those two guys are missing, Palace are far, far worse. Um, you know, and that's just kind of where they find themselves. They're a, a traditionally, in, in recent memory, a mid-table, Premier League club that can't attract the best talent ever. Right. Mm -hmm. Us missing Odegaard, you've seen a noticeable drop off. But we are a fucking very good team challenging at the top of the Premier League. Right. We have players that can get us through that. Right. Palace don't Mm -hmm. in in that situation. And now that they're back, I think you're going to see Palace go 2-3 on the bounce and be okay. Oh, God, yeah. You know what I mean? Just the the penalty shout, the passing, the the way they stretch the play – IU plays totally different when Eze's in the lineup. Like everything surrounding Palace revolves around as Eze
0: um, and Michael Elise. Yeah, absolutely. So, Finally, Iron score quickly, only to find Owony uh, and Forrest leveling it at the half. I mean, this is just like your game. It's nuts. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah, like, real quick, bang. It, it, you know, oh,
2: shit. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, relatively quick equalizer um,
0: and then a go-ahead
2: goal. And then right after halftime, you have the smallest guy on the pitch heading the
0: ball in. Now, I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw another thing like last week when I said, would it shock you that Robert Sanchez got a red card? Would it shock you to know, Mr. Graham, that James Ward-Prowse might, might, just might possibly be really good at set pieces yeah
2: oh yeah big time <laughs> Just, big time but for the opening goal they didn't need to because Ibrahim Sangare's ass is better at a set piece than uh <laughs> I'm sorry is <laughs> better at open play than James Ward
1: Prowse's yeah, at set pieces uh, uh, clearly
2: <laughs> what a pass <laughs> <laughs> to Faketa to set him through <laughs> what a fucking prick and it wasn't even his fault he knew nothing about it he was facing away from his teammate who kicked it into his ass and put mm-hmm. it into the uh, uh pathway which is just funny um but Ariola was forced into a good save from an awenie header um and force finally had their first real threat and then they turned that into a platform they grew right. into the game and um
0: they ended up you know finally getting that breakthrough yeah and um the uh, the equalizer from uh, the second equalizer from force came from Alenga, who is now really starting to find some goals. He's finding A- his feet. Alenga also found the
2: fucking gym since leaving Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see him when he took his shirt and his bra off. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs>
1: that dude muscle. is cut. <laughs> dude is
2: fucking cut. Made Graham think things. Mate,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Se- I'm
2: I'm not gay. Not <laughs> that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, as, as Seinfeld and Costanza once said, <laughs> um, but you know i i might be okay with it cuz i feel like i feel safe afterwards
0: yeah. but but of <laughs> course it, it all ends with um uh, another james ward prowse corner to uh, sue check which was just like you could see it in slow motion cuz it was even a big floater that ward prowse put up and you just see sue and you're like Oh, Here it some goes. Yeah. Somebody might want to mark him. <laughs> but
2: West Ham were threatening before that. I mean, I think it was Suchek also that got mm-hmm. a header that went straight at the goalkeeper. Uh, and somebody else had a header as well that went off the bar. Mm-hmm. I think just a few minutes prior to that set piece. Um, so they were threatening, and they were they were really pushing on at, at home, of course, and you would expect <laughs> that. Uh, but the, I think the one that went off the bar was a direct result of a force mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one was, uh, again, a free header that yeah. just happened to go straight at the goalkeeper. Yep. So the the signs were there that Forrest were going to give it up. But, f- you know, finally
0: it went in for West Ham and, and that's what they needed. So uh, here's what I'm going to kind of throw to you now is you were talking about this a little bit last week, how you kind of fear that maybe the championship teams that come up won't really have a chance to kind of come stay up because you kind of feel like there's starting to be some stability in the league. And I tend to agree with you. I feel like that, like eighth through like 15th, anybody can beat anybody. You know, mm. West Ham, Brentford, Chelsea will get on to them. I think they're turning a corner. Yeah. But, you know, you think of like Wolverhampton, Palace, Forest, Everton, Fulham. You just kind of feel like all these teams. I'm not really going to be surprised by any outcome in either person's building you know I expect certain teams to do really well in their building like I expect Wolves and I expect Forest to do very well in their building um <clears throat> starting to expect Everton to do well on the road they've been doing well on the yeah. road lately like, like absolutely so a uh, you I kind of feel like all those teams uh, take them throw them in a bowl put them out in any order and that's how it's going to finish for the end of the year what what
2: you don't want, right, is, so like Fulham, which we're obviously coming on to here shortly, Jimenez gets a goal, hopefully for him and for Fulham, floodgates open now. Mm-hmm. Get him a little confidence back, right? You extrapolate that to somebody like Luton. What you're, what you're worried about is, say, say Cole Palmer had stayed at City and Pep wanted to toughen him up. We've seen at Chelsea this season. He's a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. He knows where the fucking back of the net is. Who does Luton get on loan in January? It would have been a Cole Palmer that they would have Right. Not. Somebody like that is who they're going to be looking for. Luton try to play decent football, mm-hmm. right? So Pep would be okay with that. But they also are, are a bit tough-nosed, toughen them up a bit. So, so something along those lines, that's the only thing that I see is going to save the three clubs that are in the relegation zone currently slash Bournemouth right mm-hmm. the only thing borman has got going for him is they have some Premier League players that are actually still at the club in yeah. Philip Billing and, and Dominic Solanke yeah and Travernia yeah. yeah but if you if you look at those three bottom clubs the slim pickings there yeah. but if they if they get the right goal scorer right on loan in January from a top Premier League club that's looking to you know say somebody wants to send someone to Burnley One of these clubs, you could be in a situation where they start actually picking up draws and wins, and that will drag teams like Forrest in Mm -hmm. that can't get over the line in this game. That'll drag teams in, you know, like Everton, if you can't pick up those six points uh, by the end of the season. Um, Bournemouth, if you can't turn this into consistency, you know, at least draws. Getting points on the board is the most important thing to distance yourself from these teams. Because right now, you're looking, Luton's on six points, Fulham's on 12, and they're down to 16th. Mm-hmm. If Jimenez doesn't start scoring fucking goals properly, you have to—it's break the glass
0: time. Mm. As we were just hinting at, the bottom of the table saw a couple of surprise points off of European challenging sides: Bournemouth two, Newcastle nil, Sheffield one, Brighton one. Bad bad week for Newcastle you can't talk about this match without mentioning the fact that both their strikers got fucking hurt
2: oh yeah <laughs> I mean really Newcastle should be playing Tottenham week in week out in the what better way for Veterans Day to ha- or Remembrance Day in England to happen, <laughs> happen than the two most dilapidated fucking sides going head to head Jesus, because th- I mean they are bare thin and Miguel Marone goes down in the 31st minute. Oh, my God. You know, they had... How old is Lewis Cook that started in... I think is, that was his name. That started old kid. In, in midfield.
0: I want to say he was a 17-year-old kid. In the kid.
2: center of midfield because of the suspension to Gimoresh. Yeah. Maybe if yeah. you saw it originally. Arsenal be top of the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
2: all I'm saying. Heard. Absolute dickheads. But uh, on a serious note, they... It's just such a bad bad situation for Newcastle and with the Saudi money You're surprised that their squad is so
0: paper-fucking-thin, but I think they have like 11 players out or something ridiculous. Well, I mean Yeah, it's 11 fucking players. That's that's it's not the fact that it's paper-thin It's you lost your entire fucking like most of your starting lineup for the most part But
2: that being said three of the four to the back line the goalkeeper is all the same Lewis Hall here 19 years old okay so he probably shouldn't be not probably he shouldn't be there <laughs> uh two of the three center midfielders are okay but 17 years 195 days you're right for uh for uh, it's lewis miley i'm sorry not lewis okay, cook got it uh but then your front line was al gordon and joe linton you know I, when remember when arteta first came to arsenal we had all those raft of hamstring injuries mm-hmm. the first thing he did was vet the entire physio department and I think we lost our top doctor. He fired him and got somebody else, I believe. Right. And then vetted the entire um, strength and conditioning staff. Yeah. And that's when that American came in. hmm Right? I think Eddie Howe's got some work ahead of him with the staff. Because these
0: players can't keep doing I mean, this is absurd. And it only gets busier. Oh yeah, it only gets much,
2: you, much you, busier. Remember, before Christmas, the rest of the group stage of the Champions League is completed. Mm-hmm. Then you also have the festive, festive period um, stuff to do, mm-hmm. and that's all post a week off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's trouble, man. Yeah, they, I think now Newcastle again. Like, like I said you know, with Arsenal versus Palace, there should be enough players there that they can get over the line in a majority of their fixtures and they won't plummet. Right. Right? But they are losing some very important players and they do need to fix that.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing. Because Anthony Gordon is-
2: can only score goals if he's in a relegation battle.
0: Right. I heard. <laughs> the Cherries were far and away the better side. Mm-hmm. This never looked like Newcastle was going to get them. Like, it just...
1: Yeah, I know. were on him
2: Yeah, because Miley Cyrus in midfield can't get the job done. <laughs> or what was his name?
0: Sorry, I don't know who he is. <laughs> but um, is this? He's only seventeen. I shouldn't fuck with him. This victory does get Bournemouth out of the drop. Is this something to build on for them? It and, should be. Yeah. Will it be? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know because the manager looks like Barney from The Simpsons. <laughs> so I don't know if it's gonna be or not. <laughs> What you doing, Over?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guy just looks so unassuming. Third draw in a row for the Seagulls. And this is uh, the two of those three are they dropped the lead. And yeah, but this one was the direct result of that red card. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. He's- they were far and away in control that game. Is the workload too much for uh, Brighton? Yes. You know, because they they went and they beat Ajax again, so they're doing well in in Europa, but those are three games you should have won. Absolutely. I mean, and and that's even, for me, you know, them coming to Goodison, they should have beat us. They're a better team than we are. Oh, yeah. They should have beat Sheffield. They should have beat well, Fulham. So
2: here, like, here here in the Sheffield game, um, they took the E very early, again through through a, another child, uh and Degra, uh, that scored against Ajax uh, mm-hmm. on Thursday, but they couldn't capitalize on any of the other opportunities it was a they pretty had. Goal, the pretty oh goal. yeah. And they did have a fair few opportunities, but them not being able to capitalize would come back to bite them in the ass again. I mean, here's part mm-hmm. of the problem with employing mostly young players. Mm-hmm. You're going to have inconsistencies, especially when that red card happens. And what I say about Sheffield, what I worry more about is they weren't unable to capitalize on the red. They could not overturn a possession stat. They could not overturn the shot stat. They cannot overturn the shots on goal stat. Mm-hmm. They were still out-possessed, out-shot, despite having 25, almost 30 minutes after stoppage time was was finally completed right they were still out possessed 60 40
0: and it took an own goal
2: they were still outshot seven to one and, and, it, and they still didn't score the fucking goal which right. is exactly what i was about to say yeah yeah so i that's where i worry more for sheffield obviously than i do for brighton but you're absolutely right i mean if you pride yourself on being as organized as you do Deserby against the worst team in the league this should have been a one nil win and you should have been able to shut up shop enough that this was a one-nil win. Yeah. Now Adam Webster was always going to feel like he had to make an intervention because there oh, was yeah. a Sheffield. He had to. There was a Sheffield player directly yeah, behind Cameron him. That, was directly when behind that cross the ball was in. going
0: in the net if he let exactly. Go, if he lets it go by, it's, it's so it's no man's land. But right. also, what are you doing to allow that probing of a pass to happen in the first? Well,
2: exactly. Case? Yeah, and it, it so it all started with Moises Cansado or not Moises Canseido, mm-hmm. um I don't even know who their center midfielder anymore is because it's changed four times in four years. Fuck. <laughs> Whoever it was, uh, didn't step to a player appropriately or mm-hmm. challenge the pass prior to that pass maybe mm-hmm. and was out of, caught out of position, I think it was. Um, that also did happen, at Casado in the Chelsea City game, which we'll come on to as well, mm-hmm. where he was mm-hmm. out of position after challenging for a ball he had no business challenging for. But that same thing happened here in that center of midfield, and that allowed the pass to get to the guy to make the cross that had Cameron Archer at the far post and put Adam Webster in a really shit position. Uh, um, and you know something's not going well when somebody like James Milner gets hurt, and that's what happened last weekend, and that's fucking trouble. Mm-hmm. If that man can't be fit, you're in a world of hurt. Yeah, the, You're doing something wrong
0: in the that training regimen. That, that, that man's always healthy. He's fucking bionic. He's, ne- he's never broken down. <laughs> the n- Not for nothing for Blades, but this is two results in a row, so that's something to build on, and they are no longer the worst team. It is now Burnley. But
2: yeah, but they're not. <laughs> I mean they are. They are the worst team. They're pit- they're pitiful. But uh, the only thing that this does, and the only blessing obviously behind that is that we both picked it mm-hmm. prior to the season, but all this does is further delay the inevitable of heck and bottom getting sacked first and it's really starting to piss me off yeah yeah, because even if it's a tie i'd prefer to get more than six correct this year
0: yeah exactly (laughs) of our
2: preseason predictions yeah i i'd
0: I'd like to too the problem is
2: we won't (laughs) right (laughs) because this is now taking away one of our fucking opportunities (laughs) these stupid two results in a row yeah well i mean
0: at least we have the
2: uh and brighton still fucking chances yeah but- Chal Pedro should have scored. Mm-hmm. Should have done better. Um, and Sufati should have scored uh, prior to, in the third minute or whatever. Yeah, don't. There's a, a, few, yeah. a few Brighton chances that, that really should have happened, even, like I said, even after the sending off. So it's like, I don't know. And Sheffield didn't score the goal. Right. So I, I worry for them, man. They're, they're in a bad way, Sheffield United. They really are. Those blades are dull as can be. <laughs> That was right off the dome piece, by the way. Yeah, so I, you know, I just, bang, t- you know, uh,
0: get some. <laughs> I went ahead and just hit that ice cube. So just <laughs> I had thoughts. No need to fucking continue them. Uh, rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened: Arsenal three, Burnley one, Manchester United one, Luton nil, Aston Villa three, Fulham one, Liverpool three, Brentford nil, Manchester City four. Chelsea 4. Yeah, oh so yes, that happened. Yeah, yes, that would have been in the first fucking segment if it wasn't for the fact that we were recording 2 hours after that game was over. So we had to write our notes ahead of time. Sorry. Get over <laughs> it. Oh so that happened. Talk about City and Chelsea enough. <laughs> <laughs> that that game was like if Nazi Germany attacked itself. <laughs> like blitzkrieg versus <laughs> blitzkrieg versus blitzkrieg was oh, just insanity. was insane. Well, well let's, let's right. get. We'll get to that. But um, uh, Clarets made it tough for a while, but only for a while. Yeah.
2: So it it took a while to to unlock the the defense. Mm-hmm. I always knew we were going to do it because they're not very good, obviously. But I feel like we probably would have scored in the first fifteen minutes had Odegaard been fit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then so far this season, he's been one that has continued to push forward and continue to stand on the throat of an opponent. And I think we probably would have had, it would have been 3-0 at halftime, done and dusted game over. Who's what you're worried about? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't have that creativity at the moment. And then of course you have Fabio Vieira getting a red card. Yeah. Which didn't help.
0: It's a straightaway red.
2: (laughs) I mean, he was pulling back his foot made his studs made contact with the player's knee he was pulling back I could have been okay with a yellow if that tackle had happened against us mm-hmm. but you're putting yourself in a position to let the referee make a decision I think he was looking at the ball coming over his shoulder and he called him but I, I'm perfectly fine with the red card yeah that's absolutely true but there was something that was said uh after the match and that's really what the the fun part of this was Uh, Oh, Trossard almost killed himself trying to score, running into the post. Yeah, running directly Uh, into the post. Zinchenko with a fucking peach and Saliba with a thumping header mm-hmm. uh, were the two things that were the most important. Well, and the big uh, thing, obviously. too, is
0: also is Burnley equalized, and you guys didn't fold. You found a way to get the goals, get the win, call it a day. You know? Correct. It doesn't always have to be your best, but it needs to be a result. And you got the result. And in your case, a result means you need three points, not one. And you got three points.
2: Exactly. And, and that's all that really matters. Raya uh, kind of fucked up a little bit again here and there. Just small kind of worrisome things but you know he came through it okay and, and and we're fine and it was that little you know 10 minute stint that Burnley had at the beginning of the second half is, is what did us in for that goal but everything there turned out okay and I can't I'm looking for it but I can't find the fucking meme and I should have just saved it to my phone but did you hear Arteta's post con- uh presser no I did not uh, he said reporter asked him something to the effect of uh, what did you think about the red how, how did VAR do this week <laughs> After his
0: Mm -hmm. rant last week, obviously, which I'm a fan of getting call call a coach out on it. Call a coach out on it so that they so that they can't have the hypocrisy of of being two sided about the thing. You make them stick to their guns on it.
2: Well, what what I'm happy about is uh, for us, I like getting that emotional reaction because more often than not, it's fucking funny hmm. Right. Yeah. Like Arteta was a bit over the top. I understand what he's saying and why he's saying it. But you're talking to him <clears throat> six minutes after he's
0: screaming at a fourth official. You know, I mean? right. he's still jeered up. And he's also normally pretty fucking even keeled in interviews. So it's like it's the one time he's been a fucking lunatic. Now, he's a lunatic in the coach's box, <laughs> but typically impressors, or outside of it. Yeah. Or but impressors, he's normally pretty reserved, pretty fucking reserved.
2: But and- so they called him at a at, you know at a high tense ten, uh, intensity moment last yeah, week, exactly. right? So of course the first thing they ask him, what do you think about the VAR decision? Do you think it was a straight red? And he goes, oh, I think it definitely was a straight red. I think the referee did a great job. I think the VAR did a great job. I just want to make sure I'm seen on TV saying that I'm with the referees and that I have their back and they're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> it was just like fucking dick on the table, doubled down, and yep. super sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, it was just,
0: fantastic. There you go. You did a great job I this time. I love it. Yeah. If only you'd done a it's, great job last week.
2: It's Wayne Rooney applauding in the face of the official <laughs> yep. that gave him a card as he walked by in <laughs> the fucking, Champions League. Fucking hysterical. It was fucking brilliant. I loved everything about it. It was so fucking funny. And that, for me, was probably the most
0: interesting <laughs> part of the match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, United now sitting in sixth place with a minus three goal differential. They were terrible in this game. And they can only manage to beat Luton one fucking nothing in their own building. They were terrible in this game. And it was a fucking defender that
2: had to do it. There's a billion quid on the pitch. Yeah. I,
0: Rash, Rashford. Rashford. That's sitter. <laughs> That's sitter. He kicked it right at the fucking keeper. <laughs> There's just nothing even to say about it. I... He, I, I told you this a few weeks ago. I said, watch them just quietly win all these stupid games, right? And be in and around it. They're going to get fucking worked when they play a proper fucking club, but oh, they're going to fucking be in and around it. And they're going to get these wins, right? Calling it right now, depending on who comes back for them healthy out of the international break, they ain't winning at Goodison. They are not getting, they, they right. may only get a draw. It may be a draw, but they ain't getting three points at fucking Goodison. They're not. They like no because because g- Dyche's team is at least fucking well tuned and oiled enough to fucking cause them problems. Oh yeah, and beat them on a fucking counter and find oh, yeah. them down fucking one nothing.
2: Absolutely, and then like <clears throat> so one one of the lines I wrote. I think the the team is worth roughly a billion quid, but uh, just the front line, just the attacking players that United play within this game, are worth at least. 25 times what Luton's entire squad is Right You factor in Martial remember was the most expensive teenager At the time he was purchased And mm-hmm. left for 38 million or whatever it was um, Marcus Rashford obviously I think came up through the academy Or was bought very young so he was relatively cheap Rasmus Hoyland 75 million mm-hmm. uh, Or whatever it was Anthony 100 million um, you Look at these what, what are you guys doing They're, they're just not a, Threatening just absolutely
0: fucking toothless is absolutely toothless and then the guys they send out like a fucking lighten it up oh yeah <laughs> like absolutely it's... but that's
2: what happens when you're not stressed you're able to get yourself in the gym get those nice pecs those perfect abs <laughs> yeah. i mean uh score goals and stuff <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> um it, it's for Luton. you know what you could come... if i was Luton, i'd be disappointed you could come you could have come out of these last two matches Losing in a total of a double digits between Liverpool and United. And you came out of it two one on aggregate, you had a draw and a loss. Like that's you gotta be fairly optimistic of that. Yeah, but that the you're going the, somewhere
2: and, and the loss should have been a draw. If you really want to say it. The, mm-hmm. the, or a win, really. The the goal was lucky. Yeah. Yeah. That it fell to to who it fell to. Yep. Because everybody in those front six or seven positions couldn't even put the ball in the fucking net, mm-hmm. let alone the back of the net. And it fell to Lindelof. Yeah, yeah. And all he did was hit it hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it he was fortunate it found its way to him. It, Luton had chance after chance. Now, granted, there was a few of those chances that were very tame. Mm-hmm. And Onana even. Had an easy time of it, <laughs> but there was he, a, they forced
0: him into a, a decent save on more than one occasion in this game as well. Did he force himself sixty feet into the air to overexemplify once, his dive? <laughs> once, yeah, once he did. But um, I, I, if I was looting,
2: I'd be disappointed I didn't come away with a point here. Honestly, uh, Villa are fucking again, Mister Graham. Yeah, they are. Uh, uh, <laughs> I would now be worried though uh, a little bit about um, a couple of the chances that Fulham had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that was more of a result of Villa pushing and trying to keep up the tempo and trying to stay in their face, mm-hmm. and they also survived that storm for a little bit until they were three 0 up. You know, finally is is when yeah. um, was it Amy Martinez spilled a uh, a save into the danger area, and, and no, it, no was it was actually no, it was actually a, a good passage cro- to play. Little, yeah, yeah, yeah. A Little crossover. Yeah, and, that, uh, this one was actually a good yeah. passage
0: to play. You're absolutely right. Um, but also, uh, for Fulham, let's just say this real quick. You cannot understate how huge that is, that Raul Jimenez put a ball in the back of the Absolutely. That, that, that gets confidence going, that gets him going, because... He's still a great goal scorer for Mexico. He still puts the ball in the back of the fucking mm-hmm. net. So it's just like he just needs just confidence. Kind of, it's like it's like how it was with Chicharito there for a little while. when yep. he when he played in the Premier, it's just like there's been this fucking block, man, and it's of course we understand that it comes from that injury that happened that was I mean, that really can affect a player, but just getting that goal, man, that's huge for him. Well, the and the key, the point that it came in the game was key as well. Because
2: about, what was it, 12 or so minutes earlier, he put a ball off the post, Mm -hmm. and it looked like it was a good finish, but it was always just tailing away towards the post and ends Mm -hmm. up hitting the base of the post. If he walks away from that and not scored, and that post still got hit, he wouldn't score the rest of the season. Yeah, it just gets in your brain. I cannot do anything to put this ball in the back of the net. But now there's like a huge weight let off his shoulders. Now he can
0: breathe. Well, and that also then helps because if he suddenly, let's say, you know, by the end of December, he's scored six goals. That makes life a lot less tense for Vinicius, who then suddenly maybe has three or four. Right. And we start to talk about exactly what you were talking about last week. We don't need those guys to score a ton, but you need to score a certain amount. Yes. And that opens it up for Awobi and Willian and Wilson, Williams and, should have scored twice know, in this game, th- that too. That opens the game up for those guys to yeah, be able to do more. Definitely. But ultimately, this is this is Villa at the fucking races, man. And so, don't look now. Villa, fifth fucking place. They're one fucking point behind Spurs. And we're talking about Newcastle and, um, and Brighton dropping off. There's a team that has not lost a single fucking step while playing Europe, and that team is motherfucking Villa. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. I you mean, know. it helps that they're going to far away places that no one's ever heard of before. <laughs> it does help. Because <laughs> they're in the McRig Cup.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, but, but mean, you
2: look so it- they are able to rest a player here or there right. uh, midweek where these other clubs are not yet.
0: And losing um, a match, but also losing a match at the city ground now to Forrest last week doesn't sting as bad. Oh, correct. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you went to a tough ground. You played a tough opponent. It's on the perfect their ground, response. And this is the response. <laughs> Boom! Another win at home. Yeah. All you do is win at home, except for when it's the League Cup and you lose to Everton. But other than that, all you do <laughs> is win at home. And yeah, it, it, it's
2: a perfect response. And again, you also have your the right people scoring. You know, you have Ollie Watkins on the score sheet. You have John McGinn getting another long range. What a rip. It was a great goal. <laughs> what a rip. With his all foot as well. He put all his ass into that I mean, he was boy. so surprised. <laughs> all yeah. his ass
0: went into that one. He
2: was so surprised he scored.
0: Fucking little alien looking guy. Um, Another fucking brace for Salah. He's on 10 fucking goals. Five fucking assists. Real quick, though. Uh-huh. We do have to make
2: mention that also uh, uh, secondary CONCACAF legend Anthony Robinson redeemed himself. For the assist for him and as well. Yes, he did. Because and it wasn't that own goal was not his fault. Bird Leonard should have done better. He was trying to get out of the way of the fucking ball.
0: And Diaby made enough confusion to yep. make it very hard to exactly. It out. But I, I did. Kam Kaf. <laughs> Co legends combined for the goal. Very good. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. right Mo no, Salah, who
2: needs a haircut, by the way.
0: Yeah. It's he, a little shabby. A little floppy. Right now. Yeah. A little it shabby. looks but, like Sideshow Bob all of a sudden. I, I'll go ahead and and ask ask this question right off the jump, and then we can talk more about the game. If the season ended right now and you were doing player of the year voting, it's him, right? Yeah. It has to it's be. Ha- it has to be 14 him. 14
2: straight games was a stat I heard that mm-hmm. he's either scored or assisted at Anfield. And he's, that obviously goes back to last season. And his
0: but, 10 goals on seven less shots than Erlen Haaland. Yeah. Like he's just he he puts he he knows that he has a a team around him and he lets them all play. He just puts himself in the right spots, puts the ball in the back of the fucking and, net. And that is a growth from him mm-hmm. because I've heard that him
2: and Sadio Mane didn't get along. Oh, they hated each other. Because Mane felt like Salah didn't pass. Mm-hmm. Well, now Salah doesn't really look like he's involved
0: unless he's making the final touch. Yeah. It just really great. Or the touch before the touch. Um uh, the, the bees, you know what, they right before the second goal, they were starting to push. It looked like they might get an equalizer. They don't you know what? This is this is at Anfield. They had just had a bad week in Europe, you know. Yep. And that draw at Luton, you kinda had to figure you were gonna be the buzz. Did you
2: see the meme? Mm-mm. Of Klopp? No, you, know you know how the the, the excuses, the win, the this, mm-hmm. the that. We were playing against two teams, Brighton and Hove Albion. The reporter was the fake thing. Mm-hmm. The reporter said, you know, so what went wrong today? And Klopp's response with that stupid face he has on in that meme mm-hmm. said, what do you mean, what was the problem? We played to lose, so I thought we were supposed to
0: lose.
1: <laughs> Very funny.
0: Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I mean... And also, much like Mosala don't look now, but don't look now. Liverpool are second fucking place. And after we come out of the break, the very first game that kicks off the fucking weekend, City fucking Liverpool. Love it. Love I everything mean, about that. Yeah.
2: No break here, motherfucker. Going <laughs> right to it. Yeah. And uh, then Arsenal will coast right in the first place. Well, and <laughs> we
0: and we also know we also know that means that Liverpool Klopp is going to bitch and moan that it's the seventh that it's of the course early fucking, but match. they're gonna
2: they're gonna draw three three. Mm-hmm. We're gonna win four nil and just bang. <laughs> we're right in there. You go. Move perfect. Right in. Uh, the other thing I do want to say about this though too: ten shots on target from seventeen total shots. Mm-hmm. Brentford only had three. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your difference. Yeah. Um, when Brentford. You know, traditionally, beats a big side. It takes them seven, eight, nine shots on target to do so. They yeah. just were not ruthless enough. Um, they are going to be. Dying for Tony to come back to find some consistency. Hey, the, the only problem is, is Tony I don't wanna... know. If, I don't know if he is going to come back. Tony that's exactly what sold. I was going to say. Yeah. Correct.
0: Tony wants to be sold,
2: and I think he wants to be sold to us.
0: Yeah. I, I, the other one I heard was Spurs. Well, he's just a whore then. If that's yeah, the case, no, that, that is exactly
2: <laughs> the case. <laughs> as soon as Richarlison comes back from his broken cock, they won't need him. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This City Chelsea game felt more like a midweek Champions League match. Then it did a match in the Premier League. It was absolute crazy, end to end stuff, just insanity. Fucking
2: what? What did um Claudio Ranieri say? Dilly ding, dilly dong. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is back and fucking <laughs> forth,
0: man. This is two heavyweights.
2: Two heavyweights that just don't like, know how to. Oh,
0: don't like that. How about that? They just don't know how, how to that? block. Yeah, it's just,
2: haymaker, <laughs> haymaker, <laughs> haymaker. Just back and forth. Um, Thirty-two shots between them. 19 of 32 shots on target Jesus
0: More than 50% I love That's what you want to see I mean that's a fucking game that is Well and And City take the early lead But then Chelsea turn but around But that opening goal
2: was also quite weird mm-hmm. it Was mm-hmm. also quite weird And then the pen Yeah Was it? Mm-hmm. I guess it was Yeah I guess. But, but then, I mean, VAR is perfect. I'm behind them. I know them 100% and <laughs>
0: I'm fully with them. I think that they did a great job. But then the comeback from Chelsea. I want to be heard on this podcast saying that. The, only to see the Chelsea, the comeback from Chelsea, to then see the comeback from City, to then finally see right at the end Cole Palmer, the old, uh, the old uh, City, City, City player just sold this summer. Yeah. Yep. Surpri- that scoring the penalty. We don't predict or or talk about the most
2: surprising bit of business <clears throat> that happens all summer. I think that might have been the most surprising bit of business mm-hmm. because he was actually starting to get a run out for City. Right. I think he played in the uh, Community Shield for City he against did. us.
0: Yeah, he did. He scored the he scored the goal against you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. This is what we got to talk about. <laughs> all right. Erlene Holland, finding new ways to score, scored with his motherfucking taint. Uh, we call that the Big Sam special. <laughs> he scored with his taint. Does he have like a little tailor there to like little foot a little football? Head, little header. <laughs> yeah, a little header there. I was just watching the replay over and over and I was like, nah, that ain't his dick. I, that, that hit his taint. Well, <laughs> if it if it was you, it would not
2: have been your taint, is the problem. It would have been your nutsack. Hard. So three <laughs> balls crossed the line there. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was uh, interesting finish, to say the least. <laughs> That's an interesting finish, to say the least. It's pretty good, though. And then VAR got involved to see if his elbow touched it before it crossed the line. Be go like, fuck do, yourself. Do not
0: take that goal away if from you us. ever. Do not take that go fucking goal away from
2: us. That's what I'm saying. This is the other part of VAR that makes me mad, too, is, you know, stuff that should be looked at, stuff that should be talked about kind of isn't in a lot of cases so they fuck up the protocol or they do this or they do that whatever and it makes that annoying and then they take too long and then people get hurt and then all this kind of stuff this sort of goal it's like now you're just looking for any fucking minute thing Mm -hmm. the ball was going in anyway so what if it touched his elbow he was sliding on his ass after being pushed might i add right facing away from the ball and he braced himself even if it touched his elbow it's a goal for me. Right. It's a goal. It's garbage. What are you looking at? If your job is to try to disallow goals, the goals are the best bit. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. Yep. And if you just, on the face of it, if he, he's sliding, it, there's a coming together. He got his nutsack to the ball or tip of his dick. Mm-hmm. He, nah, he's, he's got a small dick <laughs> Has to. He's too big. Otherwise, Big B apparently agrees. Yeah, see, at least I got somebody in my corner. Get the peanut butter, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: but, safe for injury time, my friend. But,
2: what I'm saying is, is, it like, and he's still facing the stands, sliding into the goal with the, he braced himself right. for the fall. Fuck that. There's absolutely no possible fucking way that could have been a, a handball, even mm. if it touched his arm. The ball was already headed towards the net as well. Right. So it's not like he helped it. If anything, he almost hurt it from going in
0: if it touched him. It's just stupid. And I, it annoys me, and I think they check on the wrong shit. Real quickly, back to uh, Cole Palmer's uh, penalty finish. Um, the key thing in that, too, is that there was a lot of time between the foul and the penalty. and. You saw like Erlene Holland walking up and talking shit to him. Oh, yeah. Like they were a he lot of He kept his head. Kept his head. And the celebration was almost perfect where he just stood in front of the and just shrugged his shoulders, and went, huh. Yeah, this, I is guess, what I, this is what I, I, I guess do. This is what I do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Also, fucking both former city players scored. Mm hmm. Yep, is Ryan Sterling got one as well? Yeah, absolutely! Uh, what a what a cross from Rich James.
0: Uh, that one too, and a direct result of a city mistake. The the celebration, he was over to the corner and was facing towards where the Chelsea fans were because this is exactly where we were when we were there for Everton Chelsea, and on the shed end, one of the one of their. One of the Chelsea players, I don't know who it was, kept trying to turn him towards the city fans. And Sterling's like, nope, 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 nope. we are not doing that. Yep. We are not fucking doing that.
2: Yeah, and then Nicholas Jackson's goal was also quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the composure he had there, a little selfish. I think whoever was right, might have been Cole Palmer, actually, had a better angle. Um, but Nicholas Jackson reached out, grabbed it, um, you know, took it in his stride and and did well to find the composure to finish.
0: Uh, final question for you: Are Chelsea now turning a corner?
2: I think so. Uh, after the result against us, Spurs obviously they were helped greatly, um, mm-hmm. deservedly
0: so. Don't get me wrong; they were both red cards. Right, and but you still have to win the game. Yeah, you still you, have to go do the saw, job. You saw Sheffield do nothing against the 10, a ten man. Cor- correct, Brighton. You saw you saw earlier in the season Newcastle lose a one nothing lead to a 10-man um, Liverpool. So, like, you still have to go do it. So they did it.
2: Correct. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do think that they are. And I, I like I said, it, this happens to us constantly. And this may just be, obviously, because I'm biased against Arsenal. Um, but – or with Arsenal, rather, against everyone else. But this um, – this tends to happen is people use us as a launch pad or a platform to build their season and that 2-2 against us seems to have turned the corner for Chelsea and fucked us in the title race at that point. Always about a pro arsenal. you goddamn right, my friend. Sure, money! So sure I've lost four in a row. <laughs> I'm now down uh, to only being up 253 if that makes sense because mm-hmm. I lost another 100 bucks and this time it was because of old shanty Mm -hmm. my wife (coughs) finds it very funny to say the opposite when something is called something very obvious Mm -hmm. right right uh she asked me how i did on my bet this week and i said yeah newcastle fucked me and she goes newcastle you mean old shanty (laughs)
1: <laughs> Listen,
2: i'm using that on the show um, thank you very much <laughs> darling so yeah and then of course we're not going to be making our bets this week because mm-hmm. it is the international break you will find out uh next week what we bet for the following weekend uh, so but
0: that's going to be on injury time next week since we're not doing a main show ooh, a so little, pay
2: for uh, it very uh, simply uh
0: patreon.com forward slash do football show and just pay for that five bucks and you can hear our bets there we go um Arsenal and Burnley gave me the goals that I needed, but Brighton and Dub Blades couldn't manage to score me one more goal. If they did, I would have hit. So I missed, and I am at 163. I'm still up.
1: Big Sam's Lock of the Week.
0: Mr. Graham. 27.27 27.27 27 27
1: 27 27
0: 27 27 27 27% of the time. Looks 100% of the time. Speaking of 27, it actually almost matches the shirt. I know, 7. right? 9. 9, 9, 9, yeah. 9.
2: It's not the same number, but did you notice that Phil Foden has 47 tattooed behind his ear? No, I did not. He does. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, do you know why? Well, his jersey number is 47. I guess. What if he changes shirt?
0: Kitty hit it on her bet. She's back to winning ways and now is at seven and four. And uh, Pat missed because he uh, bet Palace. So fuck you, Pat. That's how (laughs) it works. That is going to wrap it up, Mr. Graham. Do you have any parting words for us today?
2: I do not. There weren't really many bad things that I saw this week, to be honest with you it was good nice just just ease into the international break everybody
0: calm down nothing to see here nobody get hurt no, please nobody get hurt right no cuntiness we're good to go all right very good um a little programming note for everybody uh like we mentioned next week the international break we're actually going to go ahead and finally take one off yep much needed because both of us have got a lot of shit going on right now and uh but we are going to do, uh, for all your Patreon people, we are still going to do a sound check and an injury time. And we still will do an EFL show because there will be EFL action going on. And. We'll have the betting segment in Injury Time for next week. And then we will see you all in a couple of weeks. Of course, uh, like I said, the aforementioned Injury Time is up next. where We're going to check in on the IBS, talk about our fantasy sports, the beers we've been drinking. And, and then uh, fuck off because there's nothing to preview. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it. <laughs> so it's going to be – we gave them a long sound check. It's going to be a short Injury Time. So, uh, again, Mr. Graham, one more time. Should somebody want to find Injury Time, how do they go about doing Hold on, it?
2: Well, let me hike my pant leg up for the taxi that is our listeners. It is patreon.com. Slash D football show. Uh, just sign up to that $5 tier and come along for the ride with us.
0: Very good. I love it. And, of course, uh, check out the Drip Shack if you want to find any of your fly-ass gear. That's right. Get the shirts, get the pillows, get the slides, get the mugs, get the caps, anything you need. And, hey, you know what? I, I think I managed to get through. Now I still have to edit it and post it, which I can fuck that all up as well. But, yeah. Producer Mal, come back. Just save it a third time just to be safe. Thanks everybody. Have a great time.
1: Born in the land of Louis, Maryland. Fred to be a fan of fucking Everton. What you die and drink your eye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Great A the fucking gooner grab. Smoke of a lord. But straight in short. Sam Ram A. Real. That's a the fucking new button!